0: Come Rage Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Level two. Let's roll as we literally fitterly roll in. Let's rage. Steve Merrill's going to step up and in with the pimps, the players, the hustlers, the trolls, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. As uh, we're throwing it down here this evening. No NFL football uh, tonight, but we're going to talk NFL football with Steve Merrill. We'll talk college football with Steve Merrill as well. Uh, we got a bunch of games uh, to break down. Uh, NFL, some big games already. College football. Is a, a fragile situation as we're seeing in the SEC right now. When you add it up already, 10% of the SEC games have been canceled. And, you know, nobody really cares if it's like Missouri and Vanderbilt and stuff like that. But now you get Florida and LSU. Nick Saban has coronavirus, but evidently, I don't know. They, they say he's feeling good. Um, he will be allowed to coach uh, now, maybe. All right, so point spread down to three and a half. We're going to get Steve Merrill's take on this. What does Nick Saban actually mean uh, to a point spread? Um, you know, it's down to three and a half uh, right now. Uh, but from what I understand, Nick Saban can coach in a game now. And I knew this was going to happen. Uh, Nick Saban can coach in a game if, if he passes three consecutive coronavirus tests. Like he tests negative three times in a row. And twice in a span of 24 hours. <laughs> all right. I don't know, man. Like, I'm telling you what, guys, it seems like if you want to handicap stuff uh, this year, you have to sort of figure out and know the uh, the COVID rules. We're learning them. All right. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell's now a member of the Kansas City Chiefs, but he can't play on Monday night. COVID. Uh, he doesn't have COVID, but evidently he's got to wait five days. He's got to test uh, negative five straight days in a row before he's allowed uh, to play. Uh, with the Kansas City Chiefs. So, yeah, another COVID situation. Steve Merrill is going to step up, and then we're going to break it down. Let's get into some baseball as well. Uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers, uh, their season's on the brink right now. Literally and figuratively, it's a must-win situation uh, for the Dodgers. And the Atlanta Braves have only lost once in the entire postseason, and they've got their best pitchers going. Dodgers up against it right now, again. Meanwhile, you're hot until you're not, and Tampa suddenly is not.
1: Rage it up. Sports
0: Rage with Gabe Marenzi. Rage all you want.
1: Didn't Itchy Jr. look happy playing with his father? And didn't Scratchy Jr. look happy playing with his dad until they got run over by the thresher? Wasn't that a beautiful cartoon? <laughs> oh, God, go to a commercial.
0: Sports Rage Late Night continues. I think we got the wrong one <laughs> I think I think uh, uh if, although funny clip a uh, little uh little little out of left field uh there a uh, little little out of uh, left field all right uh so uh Steve Merrill steps up and then uh, I tell you yang, yang you've been throwing fastballs all week uh but uh that's that's a two run shot right there. It's like a three-run shot. <laughs> man, I think that was more like a a to we're the down. stands. But you know what? That yeah. that clip right and we're, there. We're down three nothing. Man, I I clipped that right where you wanted it. to that's what that was there. All right, buddy, you got it. Two-run yeah. shot. I take a two-run shot. I take a solo shot. Oh, three, 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 three. Oh no, <laughs> three zip. Oh, and yeah, we could have just moved on, actually, and people just would have wondered. All right, it was crusty, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, let's move on. Let's bring in uh, Steve Merrill because it sucks. Cause the, the clip would have been good, uh, but it is what it is. Let's bring in uh, Let's bring in uh, Steve Merrill. Wager talk in the house, PostSportsInfo.com. What's going on, Wager talk?
2: Yeah, you know, Gabe, I'm a big Simpsons fan, and I was confused by that clip as well. I was like, ah, what does that have hey. to do with sports betting?
0: <laughs> I was waiting for more. It was supposed to <laughs> It was supposed to be crusty the clown at the racetrack. <laughs> gotcha. Supposed to. Yeah, it was, it was supposed to be, but uh, I guess there was some some mis some miscommunication. <laughs> some miscommunication.
2: Like I you thought said, maybe I you guys anything. hadn't made your royalty payments on time.
0: I should have just said anything, and people just sort of thought, well, thought I was weird, and you know, we just would have moved on. But I couldn't help myself. I had to. I was like, yeah, it's like. Yeah, we 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 got to retool. Hey, hey, <laughs> to, be retool. On, to be honest, Gabe, I like what King God just said in the chat. He said, "I being the batter, buddy, I've, I've had to take that in a three-run shot." Um, no, no, he's not the scorekeeper. <laughs> he's not the scorekeeper. He's <laughs> a good, good guy, but he's not not the scorekeeper. Uh, but uh, ne- nevertheless, uh, so Stevie, yeah, we had Ted, uh, Ted Teddy on uh, earlier. It's always great catching up with you guys, old school. So um let, let me let me ask you there's a lot of stuff to get to. I want I want to get to the baseball too, but let's talk about this Alabama Georgia game uh right now. So I'm talking. I was talking about Nick Saban and Nick Saban um of course tested positive for coronavirus and then there was a lot of stuff Saban did the interview with ESPN, the video interview and he looked fine and he said, "Listen, I don't even know what I'm allowed to do and not to do uh, according to the rules. He goes, I'm going to follow the guidelines and we'll see what happens. And then we talked about it last night on the show that he's not allowed to communicate with the team, which I found to be ridiculous, Steve. Like I understand if a coach is suspended. All right. Like, yeah, you're suspended. You did something. You can't contact the team. But if like, who cares? Like Nick Saban should be allowed to talk to the team at the half on a video screen. If he wants to, I, I, you know, the NCAA, that's just stupidity. But Evidently, so now he's feeling better, and if he passes um, three coronavirus tests in a row negative and including two in a 24-hour span, he can actually coach in the game, Steve. What do you think about all of this?
2: Yeah, well, first of all, I didn't know that he couldn't even do a Zoom call. Um, I actually... Was doing a show earlier today, and we were talking about he'd be still communicating. I mentioned how that line instantly dropped on Wednesday afternoon yeah. from six down to four and a half, and I thought it was phony because I don't think it makes any difference. I mean, he's still going to prepare the team; he just won't be physically on the sideline. So, yeah, that's crazy. Minutes, I mean, I Steve. get the intent behind it because they don't want minutes. the coaches around the players, but it's that's crazy. I mean, it's a typical stupid NCAA rule.
0: It's ninety minutes before the game. Well, yeah, yeah, but, far but the, the thing th- is, if you're suspended then fine, you shouldn't be, If it's true, if you're a suspended manager or coach, you're right, you should not be allowed to communicate with the team, I don't have a problem with that, but if you're injured or sick or something like that, like, you're the coach of the team, you didn't violate any rules, like, who cares? Like, if, if like, you know what I mean, like, who cares if you talk to the team 90 minutes before the game, you're the damn coach of that team, that's just, it's ridiculous, but, I don't know, it seems like he could coach in the game, but the point spread's sitting at three and a half now anyways.
2: Yeah, I mean, we look at, you know, a lot of times the tests aren't accurate. So you can test positive. It can be what's called a false positive, as we've all heard. Um, And we continue. Now, Saban, obviously older, but we continue to see these athletes, these 20, 30-year-old athletes get it and have no symptoms and bounce right back. We saw Jimmy Johnson, who's almost 40, the NASCAR driver, get it. He raced the next week. Um, I would think Saban's been tested regularly. So if he does have it, I doubt that he had it a week ago. He probably did just get it. So I can't imagine he's going to have – negative test, but if it was a false positive, I guess it's possible. Um, but it once again, just shows how blown out proportion these positive tests are. You know, they once again, show, show, 7 million Americans have tested positive in the U S most of those had no symptoms and weren't sick. You know, people have the mindset that when you get it, it's like a death sentence or you're going to be very ill in an ICU. And that just isn't how it works. And obviously the NCAA feel well, the same still- way. And I guess the NCAA thinks you can get it over the internet and a zoom call can infect the players
0: there are 215 dead people 1000 dead people though right so it's a percentage right now it's it it's down to like 6 out of 1000 i think that's like the um the mortality rate the mortality rate is getting better but it's one of those deals where cuz a couple of famous people get it and don't die doesn't mean that other people don't get it and die
2: right like that's, that's
0: the thing. Like a kid did. Die well, but Gabe, if you think about, about it, though, the sickest, but it was a division but, two player. So no one But cared. also
2: the sickest and most high risk people are the ones that died from it early. So you not are everybody. probably less likely to die. The more it goes on, you know, not everybody. It, it is going to attack the weakest first. So, I mean, well, our bus we're talking drivers about very, lead? you know, healthy, young college athletes. I know Saban's not quite at that level, but I'm just talking about the athletes in general. Uh, they're at the most low risk group of anybody, uh, healthy 20 year old football players.
0: But it's only like it's a fallacy that it's only elderly people that have died from this, right? I mean, people like you work. That's uh, over right, half, for I think. So. Yeah, you work from home, but like, is a bus driver that died from this week? No, he was exposed to it all the time. No,
2: but <laughs> I, th- I think it's, are, it's are, still like, a high percentage you keep of people. Are over to people 50. in their twenties. I mean, I don't think there's, even a ton of,
0: there's a ton of people that have died in their twenties, Steve. Like thousands of people that have died in their twenties from this. Like thousands. Like literally thousands.
2: No, I don't disagree, but, I mean, there's 360 million Americans. I mean, a couple of thousands and an awful thing. It doesn't thing, mean but they should play football. Right? I mean, <laughs> like, like
0: well, I don't mean, know, but it's easy for you to say. But you're I don't not, think they are. I don't think the they line. are.
2: I mean, it's the same.
0: You're not on the front line, though, Steve. So you're like, well, they should do this, right? You know, you're telling other people what they should do. But would you do it?
2: Gabe, there's less than a th- I'm, I just pulled it up now. There's less than 1,000 people under the age of 24 that have died from it, out of, what, 200,000? So I th- think that's, that's a risk I'd probably be worth taking is to play football if I was under 24, which all the college athletes are. And, and, and keep in mind, almost all those people had second or third conditions as well. So the odds well, of listen, a I, healthy I, 20-year-old I college athlete dying of it is almost zero. And that, that's, that's well. the math. I mean, if you want to look at the numbers, that's what it is. I'm well, not saying kid. it one way or the other. I'm just saying the numbers.
0: But someone did die from it. A college player did die from it, Steve. So it's better than zero, right? I mean. Well, it, it, there's always going to be an saying,
2: a, Yeah, but Gabe, I mean, that doesn't mean. I'm not saying somebody can't die from it. But, I mean, obviously, you're always going to find a one-off. There's always going to be situations. Nothing's 100%. No, it just you know seems that. to
0: me that you you often, like, dismiss it. Do you think it's only, like, 90-year-old ladies that die from this in old folks' homes or something?
2: No, my point from this, from the start on this, has been: we don't shut down college football because one coach gets it or one player gets it. They're going to recover from it ninety nine point nine nine percent of the time at that age group. That's my point. And I was just going back to how ridiculous it is that he came and do a Zoom meeting because that that was the whole point from well, the yeah, start. No, listen, I'm not here looking but, look at the numbers or whatnot.
0: No, I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Should he be coaching? Right? Like a couple of days later. And listen, I'm not I'm not calling you out for, for like the, the Alabama stuff, but it just seems. Well like, I have no
2: opinion on that. I I don't know I mean? if he it has it or not. I mean if he tests negative three times, then obviously the positive was probably false. But if he's positive, he shouldn't be coach. I mean, I don't really that's not much of a debate for me. He either has or he doesn't. And if they don't yeah, know, don't then know. they that's have to the on the thing. I, mean, I, I don't think they know, Steve. Well, I,
0: mean, I don't think they know. I mean, he do not probably be coaching. I mean if he
2: tests positive, he shouldn't be coaching.
0: You can't be like contagious like
2: food. I never said he should be coaching.
0: No, no, I know. And I don't I, I don't have a problem with him coaching. I just saying. I don't even know. I don't think they know Steve. Like you know what I mean? Like he's they have it, you don't have it, he's contagious, he isn't contagious. Every second day you hear different stuff from, from these people. All right, moral Merrill on the other side.
1: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
0: You're listening to Sports Radio with Gabe Morenzi. My
2: name's Bobby and I am an addict. Hey,
0: Bobby. Bobby. You know, you folks aren't here because you're gamblers. You are here because you are terrible gamblers. Okay, Bobby. These folks don't need to stop doing what they're doing. They just need to get better at it. Sports Rage Late Night continues. Bend your rage. Hostility in the air. Uh, Our chat's uh, lighting up. It's mostly uh, people that never leave their house that want everything to open up, too. (laughs) That's one thing I've noticed uh, with with the biggest... uh, the 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 biggest um theme uh seems to be. But I want to discuss what is Nick Saban worth to a point spread, uh Steve. But I just took um uh, like I said, I, I agree with you as far as the um, you know, fit people in their twenties. And we haven't seen a an outbreak. There was one kid uh that passed away earlier and he did he didn't have like a bunch of other conditions, but he had something when he was younger. And and football a couple of football players die a year every year naturally. Actually, just in practices and like heart attack, cardiac arrest and stuff like that. Um, So I do agree with you, Steve, as far as the um, as far as the the college football players are concerned. And I never said, listen, I would play if I was a kid, I'd play. And I'm not saying to shut it down either. But as I said, I just I've seen too many stories of frontline workers, especially uh, being in New York, Steve, of not old people. You know what I mean? Yeah, basically, you know, bus drivers, you know, ambulance workers. Like, basically, that's, like, almost 25% of the people that have died or, like, on the front line. Like, people in grocery stores, warehouses, and and all that. Um, But you're right as far as, like, the fit college football player. We haven't had any serious situations, really.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't even know what we're really talking about, to be honest. My only point was that it's ridiculous he can't talk on Zoom, but – I just pulled the numbers up during the break here. 200,000 deaths 203, you know, so say 200,000 203,000 160 of the 203 65 years or older, 524 or under. So of the 200,000 deaths, only 500 have been under 24 years old. 160,000 of the 200,000 have been over 65. That that was my point. That's 320 times greater. Over 65 yeah. versus under 24, well, how old and that is doesn't Saban? even factor in the health conditions. Most of those people under 24 had pre-existing conditions, weren't healthy college athletes. So that was my point. That's why we how definitely should Nick be playing Saban, football. Though? And well, he's that's he's what, he's what I said saved. earlier. I go, he's obviously at a higher risk group, but it doesn't matter if you're a college football player and you get it, you got to be quarantined. I've never said you shouldn't be, but what I'm just my no, bigger no, point is that. These guys testing positive a couple of games canceled. It's not the end of the world. They're gonna recover. Ninety nine point nine percent of the time, they're gonna recover and they'll be fine and we'll keep playing. That that's just my big takeaway. I'm not sure what else we we're really disagreeing on.
0: I think, like I said, I think personally, and that, that's how it all started. Saban, and I went on a rant about this last night. Sabin, it's a dumb rule. If you're not suspended, you should be able to communicate with the team. But the so the spreads at three and a half now. How much is Saban worth on the field, Steve? Not probably as much as the, is the perception. And I don't know. Maybe my eyes are shot because I swear I saw it at four and a half. Like, you know, and I it didn't move. I saw it at four and a half like before, you know, earlier that day. But, you know, was it six earlier in the week and it came down during the week? Because I don't know. I could be crazy, but I didn't yeah. see the big move at FanDuel. But I, I know there were some moves in some other places.
2: No, it was definitely six. Um, In fact, it was six across the board Tuesday and all day Wednesday, and it instantly went to four and a half yesterday when the news came out on Wednesday afternoon. So, yeah, it went from six to four and a half in most of the major offshore books. So, you know, they're saying he was worth a point and a half. But I think part of it gave in the defense of the line move, because I disagree with it as well, my guess would be that where there's smoke, there's fire. And I'm still shocked that it was just the athletic director and Saban, you know, I can't imagine him being around the players and stuff. Somebody else didn't get it. And I guess that's another reason, you know, the early money, sometimes it's kind of a, you know, you know, sell the news and then get the facts afterwards type thing. And obviously there's no upside to the head coach getting it. And if it affects other players, some starters, then that line would drop several points. And by the way, we did see it go back up to four and a half. It went to four and then four and a half. And I think that's another reason, you know, if Saban's the only one out come Saturday, maybe it does go back to five or five and a half. But I agree, if it's just Saban missing the game, it is not worth a point and a half. Although I thought he could still talk to the team. The fact he can't do a Zoom call is absurd. But then again, the NCAA, one of the A's in NCAA stands were absurd, so it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, it could be worse than absurd with the A.
0: <laughs> I can't think of worse words,
2: even. <laughs> There's another uh, A.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can think of worse. <laughs> uh, other ones, too. Steve Merrill. Uh, Steve Merrill uh kicking it uh with us. Uh so uh so Georgia and Alabama. So throw all this out. I got to be honest. It's it's classic offense defense here, Stephen. Uh so we got Steve Kurt sarkeesian He's been a head coach before. He's coached big games. He's a quarterback. He's played in big games. Uh he's you know, he's been around football uh before. And you know, the, you know, so the plays are already in place uh here. And I almost like the aspect of listen, there's adversity in life, Steve, right? There's adversity in life. And I, I tell you what, if there was one team, Steve, that ain't playing around, and I know people want to talk about their defense, but Alabama's prepared, man. Like, they came, they're ready to play, they're putting points up on the board this year. And you all you need to know about Nick Saban is professionalism, Steve, is he said, we talked about this, we have a system in place. It's almost like the government, Steve, these guys. You know, if the president's out, the VP comes in, and then the Secretary of State, you know what I mean? There's like a chain of command. They have a program at Alabama, Steve. If any coach goes out, they have a plan. If this guy's out, this guy steps in. If he's out, then you take over this. If the special teams guy is out, then the linebacker coach, you're the special. Like, that's Nick Saban's team. That attention to detail, buddy, that's just unbelievable, isn't it? Like he actually said, we have a contingency plan for every coach and COVID. Yeah. You know, how many programs can say that?
2: Yeah. I mean, and think about it. Yeah. Most of the players that go there know they're being groomed for the NFL. Probably half the starters make the pros. And then most of the top coaches there know they're being groomed for a head coaching job at some point. I mean, look how many Sabins are across the college conferences right now as head oh, yeah, coaches. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and Kirby smart, here we go. Perfect example. So I think, you know, there's a lot of guys that are head coach caliber. So that's another reason I think it's absurd, that the line would move just because Saban's going to miss the game. But as I said earlier, I really think a lot of that's that uncertainty factor. It went from six to four instantly. It's come back to four and a half today. Um, the total hasn't moved as much. It went from 57 down to 56, 56 and a half. Um, but, yeah, he's not worth a point and a half. But it'll be interesting to see if there's no more, you know, bad news coming out. No players are missing the game. As of now, nobody is. I would think it maybe creeps back up to five or five and a half by kickoff.
0: You know, and, at uh, yeah. I like Alabama in this game. You know, to me, it's offense. Can can Georgia's offense keep up with Alabama? And let's say, so if he coaches, then you get the bonus of him coaching. If he doesn't coach, then, you know, Steve, you get, the, as I was saying, you get the, you know, the adversity, you get the little bonus of them doing it for Saban. Because I actually think they like Saban. You know what I mean? Like, I know, you know, like Belichick, I don't know, the, the players don't like Belichick. Like, even, like, like Patriot players that are there forever don't like them when they're gone, they don't talk to them, etc. You know, it's, it's just a business relationship. But with Saban, Saban's not like the big jerk that sort of his reputation is Steve. He's actually a funny guy in real life and stuff. Right. So he's, he's a hard ass, but he's not like, he's actually, you, you can't get all those recruits over and over, Steve. You know what I mean? If you don't have a sense of humor with the kids and stuff, Like, if he was just sort of, like, a nut job every practice, like Bobby Knight, like, word would be out. Like, no, no, go to LSU. Like, you know, Orgeron's way more laid back. Saban's actually kind of laid back and stuff more than people realize. So, I think, like, you know, you get that sort of win-one-for-the-Gipper deal here. (laughs) Win-one-for-Saban.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing, Gabe. I was going to say, if anything – You can make an argument. It benefits Alabama. if Saban's out. He's the only one out. They're going to rally. So I totally agree with you. I don't think there should be any kind of point spread move. Um, Defensive dog, though, Georgia, always worth a look. As you said, though, the uh, offense is the question mark. They had a, you know, basically a three-headed quarterback situation. What's the old saying? You have three quarterbacks. You have no quarterback. Uh, It does look like they've kind of settled down the last couple weeks and found their offense. But this will still be a step up in class. I'll tell you, you know, Ralph Michaels does a great job at Wager Talk. He had some numbers the other day. And, um... Alabama 0-3 straight up the last time they've been a favorite of less than a touchdown. And then, of course, I think that's a meaningful stat. That means, you know, when they're in a competitive game as a small favorite, 0-3 straight up, but 1-7 against the spread the last eight times. So teams have caught up to Bama in recent years, and I think Georgia is one of those teams that has shown they can play with them.
0: Yeah, that's a a crazy number, I know. You know what, I actually saw that as well. And uh, we talked about Ralph earlier, does a great job, great Twitter follower, Ralph Michaels, as well as Steve, Steve Merrill. Uh, on uh, Twitter. Yeah, so Bama, that shows they don't win those close games, or they haven't. Yet, you know, I guess if we 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 look at them, how many of those games were against Clemson? Right? So a bunch of games against Clemson, in which they've lost, I guess, what, have they played Clemson three times? And have they lost, what, twice? Is it? So it's even hard, I don't know, they play so many freaking times, man. Like, that was in a championship. They even played in the other Final Four. Um, so, I'm like in Alabama, so you say if you if we like Bama, Steve, like is this isn't going down to three, is it? It's only going to go back up, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, yes, but the problem is, I personally, Gabe, find it hard to believe that a player didn't get infected from Saban. But then again, you know, Gabe, maybe he doesn't have it. That's what it's starting to sound like. You know, the fact that you said they're going to test him a few more times. It's making me think maybe it was a false positive because if no other player got it, although the athletic director tested positive also, so there's a little bit more going on there. But that yeah, would be yeah, my concern yeah. is that all of a sudden five or ten Alabama players get it. But then again, they might cancel the game at that point. You know, In fact, if I'm Bama it's a home game, you probably find a reason to cancel it all of a sudden if you're missing players. So, yeah, I think if you like Alabama, it's probably pretty safe to grab the four, four and a half now.
0: I think you know, Stephen. Honestly, like uh, weight comes into this too. Like Chris Christie, like was an anti-masker and all that. And I just saw he just released a statement. He was in ICU for the last seven days, but he's a pretty heavy dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's a heavy dude. Oh yeah, he's not a Nick Saban's actually help. in pretty good <laughs> yeah. shape. Yeah, like Nick Nick Saban's in pretty good shape. So you raise good points, Meryl. We got to get the podcast going before the election. We'll 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 really lay it down <laughs> But Meryl and Moretti. man, save America.
2: Uh, that would be fantastic. The, the two nations uniting as one.
0: <laughs> Steve Barrow. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> Always a pleasure, my man. Thanks, you. Bye-bye.
1: That team
2: sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Sports rage late night. Good stuff,
0: uh, with Steve Merrill. I don't know. Well, we were. I agree with him. We were about the football aspect, but um, I just thought uh, Steve was like flipping. And you know what? My issues. Is, we're gonna move on because it just angers me this stuff. But the problem is. People in the twenty, in their twenties, they're the problem with this coronavirus. They're the freaking problem. All right. Because they're the ones that they know. They're like, wow, it's really low. You know, it's low chances. Like I said, unless most of the people in their twenties and stuff like lose. Like, there's a lot of nurses and stuff. They count, right? People don't seem to care, but they do matter. But anyways, so people in their twenties see, well, you know, I'm gonna get it, but nothing's gonna happen to me. So I'm gonna be asymptomatic and uh, whatever. I don't care. And, you know, they're selfish to begin with. I see it like in, in my condo in the elevators. Like, you know, like they pack in, like they just don't care. They don't care if they have it because they know they're going to be fine, but they spread it and eventually people die. And so blood is on their hands. But if it's just constantly being spread, even if there's a lower death rate, businesses aren't going to open. Like, that's what I don't, what people don't seem to understand. Like, if everybody wore a mask, it would go down 67%. right, so it still exists, but it would go down to 67%, and you know, you could have fans in stadiums, you could have, you know, restaurants and bars open, like, usual hours and stuff, because it would be managed, but just sort of ignoring it and lingering, and for the record, this was from the head actually of the pharmaceutical industry. There's a lot of talk about the vaccination and all that, and it's all, you know, whatever, but um, he basically stated that the coronavirus will be under control next spring. Next spring. Life will return to normal. Like, I'm being realistic. doesn't mean that, you know, listen, we got sports, so that's good. Uh, but I'm just saying, like, life will return to normal next spring. That's, like, the reality here. That, that vaccination will be out. They're going to have it, like, you know, they'll have a better handle on it scientifically. Vaccinations will be out. Medications will be out. And, um, then it'll be like, and he also said that it's going to be around forever. It's never going away, but it'll sort of become like the flu, you know, a deadlier flu, but for the next year or so it's, you know, I think there's still going to be a lot of, uh, you know, the second wave is coming college football guys. You know, it's crazy. Like I said, look at the rankings, every call. That's one thing about college football. Every game is like damn important college football. That's what makes college football cool. That every game is always important. But this year you don't know you don't know like if it's your last game ever you know what I'm saying like if B, let's say BYU win tomorrow and then they get to five and0 and then BYU gets to seven or0 or something and then all right we're out we can't play our last two games got canceled we're, we're at seven and0 It's sort of like you know what I mean like musical chairs like all right, and we're done we're at seven and0 like what, what 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 if Alabama only gets to six games or something? Like the Florida Gators are missing a game now against LSU. What if there's like a domino effect and they miss it? Like, I don't know what college football is going to do. Like, at what at what point are they going to judge this? Are they going to say, well, these guys are 5 and 0 oh, and these guys are 7 and 1. These guys are 4 and 0? Oh. <laughs> like, like the poor Houston Cougars. Houston Cougars had five games canceled. Like, how many games? Like, how many games are they playing in the end? I think they're going to play a six game season. I'm not exactly sure. Six games? Um, all right. Um, I've been informed. We appreciate the, uh, you know, we, we Kevin was ready to go earlier, but we had Steve on, and we had um, uh, we got a lot of listeners in Chicago. So shout out to the windy city. Is Kevin in the windy city still with us, uh, Yang? I know Big Card Julio is lingering. I see Big Card Julio in Chicago in our chat. So Kevin in Chicago, thanks for your patience, Kevin. How you doing tonight, Kevin? No problem.
2: Take
0: my call. Yeah, we appreciate the call. What's on your mind tonight, bro?
2: So I talked about um, Patrick Mahomes. I brought
0: him up before, and I said he's overrated. As soon as I say that, they think, boy, you think Patrick Mahomes sucks? You think he's a bad quarterback? No, I don't. I think he's a great quarterback. But the way they talk about him, the way they rate him, he's overrated. I mean, last week they were talking about, are the Chiefs going to go undefeated? That was like a hot talking point. Can the Chiefs go undefeated? What happens? They lose their next game. Um." he got the best coach in the league, the best tight end in the league. Not, I don't know about the best coach, but definitely one of them. Top three, I think. And Tyree Kill, he's got weapons galore. I just think the dude's overrated. I'm not saying he's a great quarter; He's not a great quarterback, but he's overrated. What do you think about that? I think it's, you know what? I said this before, and I admit I was wrong. I watched almost every game at Texas Tech because I'm a degenerate, and I love to bet on overs, and, you know, there were always high-scoring games. So I watched all his games in college. I didn't see it. Like, when they, when he came in, they said, oh, he's an ex-Brett Favre of some people. I was like, I don't know, man. What, the kid at Texas Tech that goes four and seven every year? <laughs> like, I was like, that guy? Uh, I was like, I don't know. And it's a good point. I don't think you can – listen, I thought Aaron Rodgers. I think, you know, guys win one Super Bowl, we hear the greatest ever all the time, right? You know, like, you know, we were last year when Tom Brady played in you Raw, know, oh, the two great, the two best all time. I'm like, well, what about like, I think Russell Wilson's better than than these guys. Like, I like Russell. I think Russell Wilson's the best quarterback in the NFL, in my own personal opinion. I, I'd rather Wilson than Mahomes. The one thing with Mahomes, he's great, but he hasn't done it a bunch of times. So we've anointed this guy, and I've been guilty of it. We've anointed him. But you raise a great point, Kevin. How many other quarterbacks, like, If Deshaun Watson was on that team, guys, and thanks for the call, Kevin. If Deshaun Watson was on that team, would they be any worse? Like, he raised a good point as far as the weapons. Because you hear Mahomes, Mahomes, Mahomes. As I stated earlier, well, you've got, you know, you've got uh, the Fresh Prince of Hilaire in the backfield. Um, They've always had good running backs. You know, wide receivers, they have the number one, like, weapons of Arsenal in the NFL. Like, you know, like, really, like, who has that speed? Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Hardman, Travis Kelsey's, like, you know, top three tight end. Like, you know, like you said, so you can make the argument they have a top three in every position, uh, basically, on offense. But to say he's overrated, no. But, you know, I don't think we can annoy him the greatest of all time, and I've I've been guilty of saying how great this kid is. I You know, he's likable. I think his likability plays into it a bit. Uh, as far as you know how we rate him. Like if he was a big jerk, then people wouldn't like him as much. You know what I'm saying? I you know he reminds me of Steph Curry. You know, I think Steph Curry is a good example. Steph Curry's a dominant player, but is Steph Curry one of the best players ever? You know, some people say yes, other people say no. He's he's just a three-point shooter. But we have to see Mahomes string together a career here. Like to to see, you know, to talk about him as the greatest ever. As far as the Chiefs are concerned, they, they're playing like a champion, and I say that in a way of not like heart of a champion. They're playing like a team that won the championship the year before, right? They can be really good, but at times they, they're disinterested or they're sloppy. They think, I think subconsciously, they think, wow, we'll just come back, you know. Like, look how many times they came back, guys. Look how many times they came back. Like, for all the Chiefs' greatness, and it is true, you, you, you bring it up. Dude, they were down by, like, double They were down by, like, what? Like, 10, eight points, whatever it was. Ten points, double digits for, like, eight minutes left in the Super Bowl. They were down 24 nothing in a playoff game. They were down, like, they were down to Houston. They were down to Tennessee. Like, they're down all the time. And I think they got used to just coming back. I saw it with the Raptors. You know, the Raptors won the championship, and you could just see, like, after. It was like, you know, oh, they're down by 16, but they come back and win the game. And championship teams, they lose the edge, they lose the hunger. The Chiefs' defense is good. The offense has struggled a little bit, ironically enough. And Mahomes hasn't been the most accurate, but to me, it's not Mahomes. It's the offensive line, and... The offensive line, have had a lot of holding penalties. If you notice, Mahomes is running for his life a lot. Like, he's not just standing in the pocket. He's he's running for his life a lot. So, you know, the demise of the Chiefs is, is exaggerated, but it's a fair point that people have over-elevated Mahomes into, like, one of the all-time greats already. And I think I might have been guilty of it a couple of times saying that he is already, like, you know... He's up there, but as I, I maintain, to me the best quarterback in the NFL. Like if you told me, all right, morenci coach, general manager, Marenzi, one game this Sunday, you can pick one quarterback in the NFL right now. Who's your guy? Who's your quarterback going to be on Sunday? I'm taking Russell Wilson. I'm taking. Um, I'm taking Russell Wilson. To me Russell Wilson has been the best quarterback in the NFL for for a while. Like if you took if you took Mahomes and put him on Seattle, would could Mahomes do what Wilson does? Like look at the weapons Mahomes has played with in his career compared to the weapons that Wilson's played with in his career. And honestly, guys, look at now. Look at now that Seattle have a bunch of stud wide receivers. Look what he does. Look what he does. You know, I, I I always liked Baldwin. You know what I mean? I always thought Baldwin was a solid guy, but Baldwin's not a star wide receiver. You know what I mean? He never really had star stud wide receivers, and and I'm not I'm not saying that you know DK Metcalf is a star, but if you know, anyone who watches the Seahawks, I don't know, the kid gets open a lot. <laughs> like, he's turning into one. Like he's he's a beast. And Wilson's starting to look at him in clutch situations. You saw in the comeback against the Vikings. Like Metcalf can abuse you. I had my I had my doubts about Metcalf coming into the league uh out of Mississippi. You know, he was on the same team with AJ Brown. Right? You know, a lot of people thought and people said Brown was more NFL ready than Metcalf, or were gonna be a better NFL player than than Metcalf. Metcalf, of course, was shredded and ripped and all that. And, you know, I thought, all right, he's shredded and ripped. He's always gonna get hurt and He's just a muscle guy, but he's not. He's a wide receiver. He's got good hands. He gets open. He's a stud. Metcalf's a stud. Metcalf's the real deal. Um, You know, Lockett, big fan of Lockett as well. Great skill position players. Uh, Carson, you know, Carson's got injuries often. But I'm just saying, you see Russell Wilson, he's got people to throw the ball to now, and he kills you now. He murders you. He used to beat you. Like, Russell Wilson, like, used to stab you, run around, and at the end of the game, you're bleeding. Now he's got like an Uzi. He's just like he's running around like before he's running for his life and he's looking, he's like, man, no one's open, man. I got nobody. No one's open. I got to throw it to Baldwin for nine yards. Now Wilson runs around. He's like, oh, look, man, Lockett's open 49 yards down the field. Hey, there's Metcalf. There's a big body with Metcalf. Let me just lob it up to him. Right? So he's got weapons now. Before the year started, I said Kansas City and Seattle in the Super Bowl. I did pick Seattle to win the NFC before the year started. I'm not you know they're like everybody though right now Seattle can Seattle keep winning playing the way that they're playing I don't know I don't think so to be honest like see you know people don't talk about it like people rip like it's funny like if you're you're Dallas your defense sucks how many people talk about Seattle's defense sucking not very many oh Seattle Russell Wilson they're amazing right but it's you know like, the Seattle Seahawks were, like, the first team... And we need a Ralph Michaels uh, check here. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks were, like, the first team in NFL history... And, and you know, this is the thing where I know things, but I always get the, like, the the year, the, the minutiae wrong. But it was basically... The, the, the Seahawks have won, like, their last five times that they've given up over 500 yards of offense. Which is crazy. Like, you know, we talked earlier in the week about... About the regression, you know, about like turnovers, and there's a means to the regression, and all that type of stuff. That you cannot sustain. You're not going to win football games giving up 450, 500 yards a week. I don't care if Russell will quarterback. Eventually, it's going to catch up to you. Sports drinks might make it, bring it. Always the quickest in sports. Uh, yet tonight, seemed to extra fast tonight. Seemed extra fast tonight. Uh, thanks to Steve Merrill uh, for joining us and getting yelled at uh, in the late night hours uh, tonight. Always good with Steve. <laughs> Steve, Steve, uh, Steve's already sending links of, uh, of, of uh, death rates and, uh, and numbers. But uh, it's always good with Merrill. Me and Merrill go way back, so uh, we like to uh, we, we like to go at it a bit. Me and Teddy sometimes like to go at it, but uh, me and Teddy have been on the same page a lot uh, recently. (laughs) We've been on the same page. Uh, So uh, thanks to Yang and Master Control Midtown Manhattan. Thanks, everyone, for uh, tuning in. Friday night free show uh, tomorrow. Um, Always cool. Merrill normally joins us on Friday. Tony Finn will join us from Vegas. See if big man on campus will step up and in. We'll shake it up a little bit uh, tomorrow night. We'll get to a lot of picks. Uh, We got college football tomorrow night. SMU. And Tulane. So early start, actually, this game, 6 o'clock Eastern time. And me and Teddy talked about this game earlier. Tulane are a trendy team. And I swear to God, Teddy read my mind about Coach Willie Fritz. As people like Willie Fritz a lot, he's a likable guy. And I'm telling you, man, being likable affects point spreads and perception. As I stated earlier, if Mahomes was like a big jerk, you think he'd be as popular as he is? No. He wouldn't. Like, you know what I mean? Mahomes is a nice guy. People like him. Therefore, he's better. It's just the way that it is. It it just is. That's the way that the sports works. So, like, Tulane, like I said, Tulane, Like I remember two years ago, people were like, oh, Tulane are going to make a bowl game. And it was one of those hipster college football, hipster preseason picks. It didn't happen. Then again, they all did it again last year. Uh, Tulane, you know, Willie Fritz got this program going and he does. But I think people... react a little bit the question is do you want to lay this type of number uh with smu you know smu are just looking to win this game and smu are one of these teams and if they run the table they could end up in a pretty favorable situation at the end of the year who knows i don't see how there's not points in this game i don't see how this game we're, we're going to be taking the over i like smu a lot of points, but I like SMU. Maybe money line parlays, but I like the game to go over number, and we like the Houston Cougars plus the points. Other than that, you're on your own. Later.